As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of $15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks. You're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. Cherry ice cream smile, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble. Tiago scored a beauty at Anfield and Pochettino is seen in Manchester. It's Thursday, 25th of November. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Jim Campbell. And I'm Eddie Brassel. I suppose it's very nice, everybody. Good to have you with us. All juicy Champions League action to get through. A little bit of championship as well, Jim, but that's Mm. in the second half. Um, But we begin, of course, with a big old knockout tie between Manchester City and PSG. Um, That's the stuff that the Champions League's made of, isn't it, Jim? Yeah, it is. That's the romance, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) That's what we we dreamed of when when we were kids, kicking the ball about in the park. Oh, Manchester City. And Paris Saint-Germain. That's a bit snobby of you, Jim. Is it? Teams change. Some get better, some get worse. Footballistically, I was being entirely sincere. Footballistically, I felt quite sated at the end of that. 
And to be yeah. fair, when you were a, when you were a kid, or certainly a lot younger, you will have remember Paris Saint Germain with George Weir and David mm-hmm. Ginola among Ginola. the ranks, yeah. uh, getting a, a credible draw at Barcelona. In fact, knocked out Barcelona in uh, the, the Champions League. It was, or was it the Cup Winners' Cup, Andy? I forget. Stop trying to assimilate one of your other podcasts into this one. <laughs> <laughs> it was two one to Manchester City. They progressed to the last mm. sixteen as winners of Group A, uh, of course. Um, and it was it was a brilliant performance, Andy, from Manchester City. There was a couple of moments, of course, that uh, they let uh, PSG in. But that'll happen when you're playing Mbappe and Neymar and Messi and co. Yeah, and I thought what was particularly encouraging about it from a City point of view is the fact that, that they were amazing in the first half. They mm. were so good uh, in a way that like you know, other Premier League teams have felt on a fairly regular basis. I guess the thing is, if you play that well as Manchester City for like half an hour... It's, it's enough to kill a game in the Premier League, mm. pretty much. Mm-hmm. And as you say, PSG showed another side to themselves. They defended very well. They showed they can be good without the ball, as I guess you would expect from a, a Pochettino team. But the way that City thought their way around the problem, once they conceded that goal against the run of play, mm-hmm. once it became clear that PSG were better on the counter-attack in the second half, more active on the counter-attack, which is... Something that I think the absence of Marco Verratti really affected because they weren't able to distribute the ball when they won it back with any sort of surety in that first half. I, th- I thought that was really impressive from from City. And they scored two terrific goals as well. They mm. did. And they did it without Kevin De Bruyne, Phil Foden and Jack Grealish. Um, oh, did you see Jack Grealish tweeted that he That's had... amazing when you say it. it it's yeah. really quite amazing. It's yeah. such an it's integral part of that team. Completely. Jim, did you see Grealish tweeted uh, that he had four tickets for the match he couldn't use? I did see. She got a bit of traction. Yeah. Did you throw your hand to the ring? I didn't. No. Go on, Jack. I, I didn't actually. Oh, shame. Are they making him buy a ticket to play? I think it's, he... it's very easy to take advantage of, young Jack. And I want to make sure no one's doing that. <laughs> yeah, I think that he gets given four free tickets probably every game. Yeah. He, I think he would be able to probably afford um, the, the, buying the, some more. But the wording of the tweet did make it sound like he'd actually bought them. Yeah. yeah. It? it reminds me of when they had a behind-the-scenes thing at Lorient, mm-hmm. um, like several years ago. When they, you know they were in the top flight, just like they were now, and uh, it showed in the dressing room. I think uh, Laurent Koscielny at the time like led everyone into the led the cameras into the dressing room, and there was this big like photocopied like office style of the Queen, um, <laughs> yeah, just like at Rangers, st- st- stuck up saying, uh, "If you swap your shirt, you will be charged sixty nine euros for a replacement." Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's quality. That That's is funny. That is excellent. Well, Jim, go back to the point though. Manchester City—they were out without those those three players, um, and then they just assemble a midfield that can take Paris Saint Germain. Well, apart. this is it, though, isn't it? This is the Pep Guardiola style, and this is why they why they were so determined to get him for such a long time, and why they mm. fought so hard to keep him where he is, and 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 made the conditions around him so perfect that he's he stayed for longer than I think anyone would expect, because this is what you get from him, and it, it is an absolutely incredible thing to watch when they do it, particularly to go a goal down. I know it's you know they were certainly on top in the game; they always look the better team, but. You could panic a little bit there and think, oh God, this might get away from it. But they don't at all. They just keep doing what they're doing. They keep going. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows what they're supposed to do. Everyone knows what everyone else is supposed to do. So they're really confident that they're going to be where they're supposed to be. And it's just an endlessly impressive thing to watch, the way that they've they've got that machine working. And I just, um, yeah, it's, I, th- I think it's going to stand them in good stead to have had these two games in, in the group. Because it's a tough test. It's a really, really tough test. You don't and want to breeze part, through it. No, absolutely. And it's this is true, part of the it? problem for for that City have had in the past. I think that mm. they've that they've not been tested until late. Mm. So that's perhaps when Pep starts to overthink or whatever. And oh, think, there's plenty of time for that. Jim. Well, absolutely. Well, loads of time for that. But I find it interesting 
with Manchester City, Bernardo Silva was was superb. His assistant assist rather um, as opposed to an assistant. His assist for the second uh, goal was was, was yeah. quite something. But, but oh, it was amazing. Yeah, that was that was a proper little five aside pass, wasn't it? Ah, oh, lovely. The five aside pass from the really talented guy who you wish was on your team. Totally. Yeah. yeah. But you've got Silva and then Mares, who was very good as well. Two yeah. players that. Sort of linked away from the club as well. I mean, Sterling. Well, about Sterling now as well. Yeah, yeah there, there's, there's, there seems to be, and it was Simon Cooper said this about Guardiola's um, Barcelona, that you know when asked about various players, he was, yeah, David Villa was was a good player, but I mean he was he wasn't indispensable. Like the only yeah. the only ones that were really sort of Xavi, Iniesta, Messi, mm. maybe Busquets. You know, those four, but everyone else, it was kind of like, yeah, we, we've got them and they're really good and they're here on merit. But if they leave, oh, well, we'll we'll patch that up. And you get the sense with Manchester City that De Bruyne is obviously crucial. Diaz, you'd probably say, is really crucial now. Um, and there's, you know, one or two others. But if Silva left or Sterling or, or mm. Mares, even all three at the same time, most teams would be like, well, what the hell have, have we got now? But Yeah, yeah I think that the thing that you take from a game like that is you, you wouldn't be as, like, fulfilled anywhere else. Yeah, no. <laughs> because, I, because, because it's just, from their perspective because it's just so enjoyable I think Bernardo Silva's season Mm -hmm. not just this game is an absolute triumph because Mm -hmm. it's clear he wanted to try something else in the summer because he's that kind of guy you know Mm -hmm. he he wants to see the world but um, the opportunity wasn't out there Mm -hmm. and rather than sulking or let himself get into a rut he's worked really hard and he's been incredible this season he's been mm. absolutely amazing he was, he was I thought the best player in the recent Manchester derby but you're right Marcus you talk about the big three who are out mm. and you talk about um, I don't Mahrez. know if I'd put Grealish in the same importance maybe as Foden and as De Bruyne not. but no, that no, would be the no. desire on, 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 a, on a cost level and uh, <laughs> well, yeah. just, just to editorially put them in one little corner don't worry about that Andy <laughs> yeah. for crying out loud and I think the amazing thing is with that you think oh well Cancelo's going to step up because he's been so amazing mm. recently. They didn't, they didn't really use him that much because no. they, they did everything down the right-hand side. And it was almost as if after half-time, Kyle Walker had a little look and thought, they're having great fun. Maybe I'll get involved. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'll be an attacking fullback again. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and Walker's more involved in an attacking half Walker seems to be speeding well. up the older he gets. There, yeah. there, was, there was this great bit where PSG had one of their breaks in the second half yeah. and Mbappe gets it on the right hand side and he's like right I'm away here he's like who's this guy yeah you know you what, think Walker's it, pace no, is no, no one else is catching him in a foot race I know people say well Walker you know with his, his pace covers up for a lot of uh, this that and the others yeah yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's his it's, pace. It is an un. But I mean, the idea that he's like not a very good defender is absolute nonsense. Yeah. Let's be very clear about that. Mm. But that pace is such an asset, such mm. a weapon. It's kind of. I mean, he's not the only fast player in the world, is he? But his recovery is mm. is a real like he uses it very well and rare facet of 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 a game, and he does use it brilliantly. And it's mm. like you've it's like it's like Rory Delap and the wrong long throw. Do you know what I mean? You've got it, you've got it. Use it. I forget. Yeah, you you hear players go, well, if he didn't have that brilliant shot, he wouldn't be much. Yeah, but he's got it. Yeah, it's like well, you're only one because your goalkeeper had a really good game. So yeah, but the goalkeeper plays for the team. <laughs> He's part of the team. Then <laughs> he scores set pieces. Okay, part of the game, isn't it? Uh, but it was a great performance. Gabriel Jesus um, said uh, quite pointedly after the match, everyone wants to give good balls to other players. Nobody is selfish. And again, Andy, goes back into that point about Man City, is, you know, with, with Silver and all these players. Like, you want to play for them. And even if under Guardiola you get, say, 18 or 19 starts a year, some of those players 
would think, hang on, sod that. Mm. Or whatever it may be, I haven't checked the status, but you get the point I'm saying, that they're not going to start every game. Like 19 steaks rather than 38 burgers. There you go. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> I couldn't put it better myself. Yeah. Exactly. Salt Bay steaks, I assume. Uh, <laughs> Steady. It's Man City. They like to splash the cash. Uh, I think Salt Bay would play selfish passes a lot. Or oh. not play passes, really. He'd be, a, he'd be an absolutely selfish footballer. Salt Bay's more PSG than he is Manchester yeah, City. Yeah, massively. Though. He'd be out injured all the time on huge wages. I don't know. They're both throwing gold over, aren't they? <laughs> I'll tell you what he'd be. He, he is that guy, the Kaiser, uh, the footballer yeah, yeah, from yeah, Brazil yeah. who went round and never... He never wasn't a, played. Yeah, exactly. That's him. Uh, I think we can all agree. Um, Emmanuel Petit said of Kylian Mbappe, he could easily sign for Newcastle as he is tired by the situation at Paris Saint-Germain. And I would argue there's, that nothing is that tiresome. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's nothing better than a former footballer saying w- what they think yeah. about a situation and people taking it as, oh, well, they're from the same country. So you yeah, must yeah, have yeah, some yeah. inside e- knowledge. Emmanuel P- Petit's a gift for this sort of thing, isn't he? He seems to just wander around going, yeah, I'll spray off a weird opinion. That'll, that'll, <laughs> that'll get some headlines written. Well done, everyone. Yeah, he's a character. He and certainly we'll, is. And we'll leave it there. Uh, um, Jamie Carragher said of uh, Mauricio Pochettino, he has to get out of uh, PSG as if he's sort of being held captive by uh, somebody there. But, uh, you know, it is interesting. And he's got a taste of the Manchester City sort of night air. Will he, will he fancy a bit of that in... Uh, in an Old Trafford capacity. Well, I, I don't. I don't think this game has any influence on it whatsoever. <laughs> but if you were to assume this game had some influence, I, I would feel more positive from a PSG point of view mm. after that game than it did before. And of course, there've been a lot of people saying, reflecting on the fact that Manchester City look a lot more, more coherent as a team. So they had the chances, all the, PSG. Yeah, all, all all that sort of stuff. Um, but and and. Because PSG are so rarely put in their place like this, mm. I think it is easy to be introspective and say, oh, well, this is why we're short. This is why we're short. But you're right. They could have won the game, even though they were second best mm. for, for, for most of the evening. I thought they defended really well, which is something that people assume they can't do. Mm. And they're very wing-backy fullbacks. Mendes and Hakimi, I thought, were brilliant in the first half. That back four is terrific. And any other team, there's no way they're getting away with passing it around this 18-yard box mm. as much as PSG did in the first half. And mm. to do that against Manchester City is ballsy, yes. to, 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 say, to say the least. And they nearly picked them off in, in, the, in the second half. You know, they, they did have that chance. You think just before the 2-1, um, they had their own chance for the 2-1, didn't they? When um, Neymar did the 1-2 yeah. with Di Maria and, and went through, that goes in the back of the net. And it's a different story. But we had this with Villarreal and Manchester United before. The fact that people are, are really bad in in the modern world uh, uh, working off the result rather than what actually mm. happened in the game. Well, and also I, the context thought, of the whole thing, going away to Manchester City in the Champions League in the group stage when they're already going to you know, go through and all yeah, that that's, stuff. Yeah, that, that's right. It's not a shocker. They would not be quite in my top bracket of Champions League contenders yet, which I, I realise is kind of underwhelming when you think of the transfer window they have. Mm-hmm. But I, I think there's a reasonable amount to take from that performance. All right, Andy. Well, as I say, I always like to remind everybody and yourself that last season when Lampard was in charge of Chelsea, you did say they could go all the way. So we listen very clearly mm. to what you say about... It's um, like a riddle though, isn't it? Yes. Ooh, when it comes going to be slightly different. <laughs> when it comes to the European <laughs> Champions League, listen to Andy. When it comes to the European Championships, switch off. 
Okay. <laughs> when it comes to Kylian Mbappe, he's definitely going to Newcastle. <laughs> um, but elsewhere in the Champions League, in England, uh, Jim Liverpool, of course, they won uh, 2-0 against Porto. They were yep. through as group, group winners already. They maintain their 100% winning record. It's the highest uh, points tally they've ever amounted in the Champions League group stages. All very incredible numbers, incredible stuff. Um, and an incredible goal oh. to get... The uh, scoring underway. I say underway. There was only one more after that. But Thiago's thunderous half volley, absolutely Jim Campbell. Beautiful. That's the stuff you dream of yeah, when the, you're a kid the, playing. Absolutely, definitely. You, you want to make that a hologram and stick it in a museum, sort of thing. <laughs> it's just the, the, the swir- there's so many different things. It's got that kind of laser guided feel to it. Yeah. It takes the little skid off the turf and yeah. then it moves late. It's like it's like it's like three brilliant goals in one that I know what you mean just beautiful when he, when a player sort of cuts across the ball you know Pavard did it in mm. the World Cup was it Nacho as well for Spain yeah and Carezzo as well yeah in the same World Cup that, that sort of cutting across the ball that's absolutely glorious and, and also with, with Thiago we know that he's an immensely talented player hence he was signed by Liverpool something a little bit different so we haven't seen too much of it his injury record isn't great and, and whatnot. but when he produces a moment like that you go there's the man Yeah, yeah. that's what they signed uh, and, and, and he got the, the own clock called it a thunderball which is um, a little bit more uh, sort of traditional I suppose but Thiago in an interview he was asked about the swaz that he put on the ball and he said swaz I don't know what this is <laughs> and Andy you're a big fan of the word swaz it is it, although I do believe it's copyrighted by Owen Hargreaves so I hope, right? I hope it was him that used it yeah, you prefer acid swaz, of course, don't you? <laughs> if we really want to get down to it. Saying I'm a man of the 90s. <laughs> um, Liverpool unbeaten in 10 against Porto now. When the, when the draws yeah, made Porto, Porto, like, not them. Well, oh. Porto never beat English teams. The one exception yeah. being the game Manchester that they United. played. The game that they played against, well, yeah, but uh, Two more, more, more recently, mm-hmm. the game against. Chelsea. They were saying the only time they've won away to an English team was the one they won at Chelsea last season, but it wasn't at Chelsea. It was against. It was at Seville, and it was too late to almost not count. Oh, I see. Mm. But Porto, though, Andy. Again, one can sort of look at the result. They had chances. They played well, and I, I think actually that was often the first half. that was missed. Actually, I think in the reporting of this game because people again they look at the chances. Liverpool's, you know, just just win, 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 win. Highest points teller they've ever got in the, in the group stages. They've been very impressive. Great goal. Oh, therefore the narrative comfortable win. I don't think it was that comfortable, actually. I know, it's no, not it, kind was, of, it wasn't. I'm not and concerned about Liverpool in the Champions League. Don't, but, but on the night, Porto will go away thinking, do you know what? Put one or two of them away, different story. It was funny, and uh, Sergio Conceição, who's doing his nut on the touchline. He will when, do that, though, at, at that moment where Mehdi Tademi at 0-0 oh. at, the, at the cop end passed rather than shot. And that, that would do your head in if your number nine did that. But it was, it was interesting to hear him <laughs> afterwards go in the press conference well we were undone by a lack of experience and then you go straight onto Instagram and see uh, Jordan Henderson with his arm around Tyler Morton yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) Tyler teenager made his uh, Champions League debut four days after his Premier League debut impressive stuff Um, Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain is getting a bit of a run in the side started the last five games is this ridiculous but could we see him back in an England shirt again it's not ridiculous if if you if you're playing well in that midfield, then, then of course you've got to be considered. And Gareth Southgate is is smart enough to to not have any prejudice against the player because you know they've been, they've been been out for a long time. So it's not, not impossible. Is it? It's nice to see, and also it speaks volumes to to Klopp's management style, doesn't it? Mm. That that no one's out in the cold forever. You know that you will you will get your chance even if you've been injured, and you know you're not going to be moved out of the squad just because just because of reasons beyond your control. And it, it mm. is good to see him getting runs. He was, he was very good against Arsenal, um, as they all were. Yeah. Um, and it, yeah, it's, he, he's, um, he's a player who I think like 
the narrative is clearly that he's not fulfilled his potential, mm-hmm. but so much of that has been beyond his control. So, Absolutely. Some, some horrific injuries. Yeah. And I think talking about beyond your control, if you're talking about this in an England context, mm-hmm. which I, I am, I'm not, I'm not against the idea of Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain coming back per se at all. But for us to have this discussion mm. in the same week that Ruben Loftus-Cheek played an incredible cameo yeah. mm. for Chelsea. I mean, it's, it's a story of Oxlade Chamberlain's life, really, isn't it? Yeah. Of his of his sporting life. The fact that, yeah, I think that's a reasonable question, Marcus. But if you compare the two of them, two sort of Swiss Army knife type midfielders who have several different skills and several mm. different applications, potential applications within the team, you're going off this cheek, aren't you? Sadly, I can't see. Oxlade Chamberlain having a loan spell at Fulham next season when they're back in the Prem. <laughs> so that would be very nice indeed. Uh, did you see, did you see that kid run onto the pitch um, in the game? There was yeah. a, there was a, there was a because obviously they don't show it on the TV, but there was uh, a video of it on Twitter doing the rounds. He, he ran over to Andy Robertson and asked for his shirt. Who said no? And then uh, he took the ball off him. Yeah, and then he was. Re- he had the vibe of he was, a. Robertson was holding the ball. The kid didn't yeah, tackle sorry, him. Sorry. <laughs> like, <laughs> he didn't, didn't win possession of him. I, I but, all right, say... fuck you then. <laughs> and then he was sort of running around, and then he sort of jumped. He got back to the to the into the ground, but presumably would have been uh, reprimanded after that. But he had the vibe of a a cartoon dog running away with a string of sausages mm. in his. Yeah, mouth. very much so. Because there were two of them, weren't there? The two kids got on the pitch, oh, and yeah, obviously, that's like right. there were stewards the, the chasing them. The second kid was but... a decoy. <laughs> that's right that, that's that's what was happening I think yeah quick Smart. man slow man creative yeah. version so obviously the stewards chasing these kids I mean you can only chase them with so much enthusiasm it's not like yeah. you could rugby tackle them once yeah. you get to Take them, them so down. they knew what they were doing and they nailed it yeah they did very much so uh, talking of nailing things uh, Ryan Barbel releases his autobiography this Friday former Liverpool player of course and it's in the form of a rap album magnificent yeah. now, you know how everyone at the start of lockdown said I'm going to write a book Learn a language. Mm. Here's a guy who said, I've got an idea, and he went and did it. And it's yeah. just crazy enough that it it's might It's incredible. <laughs> yeah, it's brilliant. And I love that like a lot of it, it features criticism of like people like Ibrahim Afalai and like various mm. people. So it's like he's done the kind of diss track thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also yes. it's clearly like a spiky autobiography. The format's mixed together really, really well. I hope this is the start of something. We see a lot more of it. Groundbreaking stuff. Well, with uh, Declan Rice doing Rice Rice Baby on um Oh, I'm just going to sound old. The, the, the Twitter uh, thing. Spaces. That's right. My spaces. And uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe Declan Rice in the future might uh, have a go at this if Ryan yes. Barbel shows that it can be done. Well, actually, has... you know what? Ryan Barbel, to his immense credit, he he wanted to have dual careers in music and football. And yeah. he was really discouraged. He was really ridiculed for it. Uh-huh. But he genuinely loves music. Mm. He started, I think, a music management company and he's always kept his hand in behind the scenes. And he's appeared on tracks here and there of, of like... of. of actual rappers and stuff mm. and he he lives it he actually yeah, means yeah. it he's, he's, it's not like a passing interest that he wants to have a go at it's like so Greg Holford isn't it for, for... do you remember Greg Holford <laughs> no. he used to play for Reading and Nottingham Forest didn't he have a like garage artists management label that makes he? sense I think Kevin Campbell as well has, mm. has, has got uh... Danny as well that's, though that's, that's the thing. in a band is, yeah he, well he quit football to you know lad. be the footballing Johnny Depp or the non-footballing Johnny yeah. Depp Slavin Bilic loves his music and there's the Nottingham Forest player really? as well. I didn't well. realise. Did he's, he he's never mentioned it before. Has <laughs> he not? <laughs> no, I don't think he does mention it that much, does he? Yeah, it's, he gets mentioned a lot. Yeah. On, on here By he us. does. Right, yeah, maybe. Rawbo was the name of his uh, band. That was years uh, that, ago. Let's, let's, years. let's not get on to Gareth Ainsworth. All right, can we get on to AC Milan now? Yeah, is, that, is that all right? That's fine. Fine, okay. Beat Atletico 1-0 in Madrid. An impressive result. Uh, Diego Simeone's side at the bottom of their group. 
What the blazes is going on? Uh, but the goal scorer for AC Milan was Junior Messias, who scored the winning goal. Uh, at 25, he was a delivery driver and was playing amateur football after emigrating from Brazil to Italy. At 28, he was playing in Serie B. He made his Serie A debut at 29, and now at 30, he scored a winning goal in the Champions League at the Wanda Metropolitana. That's pretty bloody good, isn't it? It it is still possible, kids, and young adults. (laughs) Not for me, though. Uh, For Luca Tony wrote. It is. Wrote, wrote. You were doing an Americanism there. I was, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Incredible, though, Andy, that is. What a story. It is, and I think it's quite interesting when you think of Milan as being this incredibly young side plus Ibrahimovic and Giroud. Mm, and yeah. it's the fact that Giroud pulls up that, that puts Junior Macias in the, in, the, in the spot. But, you know, scored some goals from, for Crotone last season in his, his, his first season up. And it's one of those ones where he's, he's technically loaned. So whether they permanently buy him or not, well, you wouldn't care after that, would mm. you? I mean, what a moment. What a moment. Class, and the, the, the sheer joy of it, you know, the delight of this young team getting there, winning the Champions League and the, the, the fact that he's who he is, he's, he's from where he's from and he scored the goal. It, it was a mm. beautiful moment. It mm. really was. Uh, I'd like to end the Champions League chat and the first half by talking about... Uh, a man who scored a lot of goals in the competition so far. Robert Lewandowski is top scorer in the competition in the Champions League thus far. Standard. With nine. Lewandowski, you just, you take your eyes off him for a minute and he just, he scored nine goals. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) Exactly, yeah. Well, he is top scorer in uh, in the competition so far. Along with former West Ham man, Sebastian Allaire, who helped himself to some more Champions League goals last night as Ajax beat Besiktas 2-1 away from Mm. home. And once again, like Rio Ferdinand, he's proving there is life after West Ham. Absolutely. <laughs> Paul Lentz did it as well. They've also won five out of five. Like it's very, yeah. very, very few teams have ever won every group game. First and, and Liverpool and Ajax it. are still on course for it. Mm. Yeah. Well, why with that kind of um stuff, why would Ten Hag wait around and and, and not go for the Man United job? <laughs> and bring Alair with him. Exactly, yeah. Andy Alair. Wonderful stuff, really, isn't it, from him? No, it's it's, it's pretty fantastic. Mm. Um, uh, he's he's one of my favourite uh, ramble meat subjects. Very very interesting guy who kind of had to be led to the water and made to drink in terms of a professional career because I remember him saying in that interview he was tricked into going on on, on trial at Oxair. Just, wanted, his, to, wow. just wanted to be a rapper. That's <laughs> all I wanted to be. TV show pranking him. It's like, oh, this guy's actually quite good. Mm. <laughs> Kind of worked out quite well. So yeah, what was the story about that? How was he? How was he tricked into it? Well, basic, basically, he was he was a bit shy. Um, he had a day trip to the dentist where he had to he had to get something sorted out of the dentist, and um, his parents used it as as a sort of ruse to take him off on trial afterwards while he was like partially incapacitated wow. with the anaesthetic. Blimey, and he's never forgiven them. <laughs> there we are. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's have a quick break. Hey everyone, I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. 
Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Life is made up of many gorgeous moments. Cherish them all, big and small, with Blue Nile. Whether it's for yourself or a loved one, Blue Nile's unrivaled selection of expertly crafted fine jewelry and statement pieces help make all your moments sparkle. Blue Nile's experts are on hand to guide you, and their diamond guarantee ensures you get the highest quality at the best price. Celebrate a life well lived in the most radiant way and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If I had an extra hour in the day, I might catch up on the latest football news, take a lovely walk with my dog Sammy, or maybe interview someone using an orange peel and a broken iPhone. You know, normal journalism stuff. But it's not always easy to prioritise our time, and that's where therapy can be an extra helping hand. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Untangle any unneeded worries and start to value your time for you. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash ramble. Um, another corner. I'm not too worried about this corner. I mean, it might come back to bite me here, but I think Tottenham have got the dominant, dominancy in the air there, you know, so I'm not sure anyone can get ahead on the first ball for Liverpool, apart from that guy. <laughs> Welcome back to the Football Ramble, everybody. It's now time for emails. Peter's jingle had a good run. We loved it once, but that love's gone. You can get in touch, just email show at footballramble.com. Yes, today Gareth Williams is showing the dominancy in the inbox. Uh, he says, just a quick email on a similar thread to a member of the public finding and returning Ian Everett's MacBook. Ah, Not sure if this got covered at the time, but a couple of years ago, everyone's favourite Germanic dinosaur basket case club Hamburger SV had a similar incident. As I remember it, Andy might be able to corroborate, an unsuspecting member of the public found a bag left on a train in Hamburg, and upon looking inside, they found that this bag contained player contracts and other sensitive material, <laughs> transfer targets, scouting reports, etc. Being a good Samaritan, the member of the public called the club to say that they had found the bag containing the documents and what would be the best way to return it to the club. Much to their shock, the HSV employee told them to stop wasting their time with such a silly and unrealistic hoax. <laughs> Needless to say, the person's next phone call was to the local paper, who were more than happy to accept the bag. <laughs> silly. Publish said documents and cause even more embarrassment for a club that seems hell-bent on showing themselves up at every opportunity. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, Peter Knebel, their uh, sporting director. Oh. It, it, it wasn't even like an office flunky. How on earth do you get in touch experience. with him with a phone call? Well, with a man like evil Knebel, uh, anything is possible. Yeah. But it's like me calling West Ham and managing to get through to David Sullivan. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Oh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think they got through to him on the phone. Okay, I think right. they got through to a receptionist. Peter's a great man. He wouldn't do that. He wouldn't, yeah. Oh, oh he did, though. He, he did. He bloody well did. Love he? it. <laughs> and the pages were stained with mustard and chocolate. Oh, <laughs> mustard and chocolate. Who's mixing them up? <laughs> Dearie me. Just Cust- covering all the eventualities. Custard and chocolate. 
Right. That's much more believable, right. I think you'll find. Show at footballramble.com if uh, you've found a laptop or sensitive material that belonged to a football club. <laughs> if you've still got hold of it, then, yeah, why not get involved? Yeah, we'll, we'll see it gets back to where it's meant to go. Yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll vet it for you, I suppose. Uh, all right, gentlemen, in the championship uh, last night, there were some fixtures. Derby held Fulham to a goalless draw at the Cottage, ending Marco Silva's side's seven-match winning streak. Um, and since their uh, second points deduction... Derby, they were on minus three, of course. Uh, they, they've they beaten Bournemouth and held Fulham, the top two. Mm. So they're now on plus one. <laughs> he's doing uh, all right, isn't he, Wayne? With the old siege mentality. That's all he's got, yes. really. But it, it's working. Mm. And presumably that and counter-attacking football, that's the yeah. uh, ex-player, Man United manager way. Uh, but they're 16 points from safety, so it's, it's, it's a big old task. But that is quite impressive, you know, because they could have got thumped by, by two better sides who are performing uh, obviously quite well in the league. But... I mean, 16 points from safety is one thing. Mm. I mean, you normally think you need 50 to stay up in the championship. Yeah. That makes it feel like more of a climb, yeah. I think. Okay, so no congratulations to Derby and what they've done in the last couple of games. Yeah, congratulations. But, uh-huh. but uh, yeah. it's all in vain. What's the point, Andy? Pretty much. They spoilt your evening at the cottage for absolutely no reason they is did, what I'm yeah. saying it was nil-nil but you know the, the swimming pool was good though right was, uh, is it not fully operational yet it's not they've not warmed it for me yet are they not yeah <laughs> no it's not fully the, the stand is looking lovely you, but walk, you walk through Bishop's Park in your trunks you got there and then <laughs> and I was thoroughly disappointed yeah oh dear Bournemouth failed to take advantage of this they drew one all with uh, Millwall um, but they're eight points clear of West Brom in third. So already, quite early on in the championship, you have a distinct top two. Now that can change, of course. That's mm. the beauty of the championship. It's a lot for the champo at this stage. It is, though. Yeah. I, I have to, you know, it's the Scott Parker effect. His current team and ex-team are, are, are top of the pop so far. So uh, well done to the championship. Lovely old times uh, indeed. Uh, gentlemen, I'd like to uh, bring IFAB to the table. Um, it came up a few months ago that Conmebol wanted a longer half-time break for the Copa Libertadores, the final of which is, is this Saturday between Palmeiras and Flamingo, by the way. But it's been reported that IFAB are due to discuss uh, the request, which is to increase half-time from 15 minutes to 25 minutes so that football can introduce a Super Bowl-style entertainment, presumably to accommodate Ryan Barbell's autobiography yes. I don't know no shaman on the pitch at Highbury Monday Night Football <laughs> ah, now that's you go what to... we want that's yeah. the dizzy glamour and you have a go at me for mentioning 90s things <laughs> unbelievable but apparently <laughs> the, they're meeting... the shaman will live forever Marcus come on that is another one uh, apparently they're meeting today uh, to discuss this although it's mm. unlikely uh, that it will be permitted as there's concerns of longer periods of inactivity and risks to injuries and, and, and yeah. so on Jim Essentially, this this is definitely not going to happen, but because Comabov proposed it, IFAB need to discuss it. So mm. the chances of it happening are absolutely minute for the reason you've, you've put yeah. forward. And also, you know, we don't want to have it, do we? But it's funny to me that Comabov have considered it at all. Is this it's like 100,000 members of Comnable like signed the petition, so they have to? Uh... Maybe, I don't know. But it just, doesn't it feel like, it's frustrating at this point because it feels like, Attempts to further commercialise football yeah. and like squeeze every drop of money out of it are coming from everywhere, yeah. just from every possible organisation you can think, mm. you can Im- imagine, where even IFAB have to talk about this stuff. It's like Adidas pushing for two balls in a World Cup. <laughs> have two balls in the game. Both Adidas. We'll do different ones. Yeah. Like, it's just like, can we, can we just stop for a bit? 
Can it just stay like it is for a bit? Yeah. Is this is this Pete Donaldson trying to get uh, Childish Gambino to get half-time shows or something? In the, I don't know. See, see, Pete is a man of great moral fibre, whereas this uh, is the absolute opposite. Right. Uh, and that is common to bowl all over for you. You look yeah. at the fact that, you know, well, not, not even post-pandemic because South America and, you know, particularly Brazil, from which these two teams that are in the final come from, have, have had a, an awful time, a gen, genuinely awful time in the mm-hmm. pandemic. And now, like, no, no fans really from of either Palmeiras and Flamengo can afford to go to the game because it's in Montevideo. The tickets are fucking extortionate. Mm. And then you've got the travel, all the rest of it. Yeah. It's going to be really difficult for fans of these two clubs to go. Connable just do not give a shit. Yeah, so all that in considered, give them a big old halftime show then, Andy. <laughs> which they're not going to be there to see. Yeah. The, thing, the thing is, we have to underline, and I don't think it can be stressed enough, that fans hate this. Yeah, Fans really hate this. Do you remember when Imagine Dragons, who are, I guess, for some people, a respected band, um, that played before the 2019 final in Madrid between um, Liverpool and Spurs? Yeah. And they were just, they were just booed. Throughout the whole thing. Yeah, was it the enemy because... that did it at Wembley as well for the FA Cup final once right. they tried to do it? Dua Lipa did it in the Champions League final. Was that Liverpool and Real Madrid? So, yeah, I mean she was ace, obviously. But the the the, the thing is, like people, I think a football stadium should be a sacred space to at least a degree. Now, if the authorities want to commercialise emotion and the emotion of the fans, mm. which they do, then fine. I guess we have to live with that. Of course, the finances improve facilities, let clubs buy better players, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. I think we're all grown up enough to understand that. But when you have a situation like, I think of Manchester City's light show last night mm. to try and create a real Champions League occasion. It's like, just turn the fucking sound off and, and, and let them create some atmosphere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we all saw how shit football was during the pandemic when you had no fans. Now that the fans are back, let them create the atmosphere. And if you want to package that and commercialise it and all the rest of it, then fine. But don't bloody drown them out with, like, this massive PA. It's ludicrous. Mm. But you would be up for the shaman getting on the pitch at half-time and doing Ebenezer good, though. Given. It's yeah. given. Yeah. Okay, fine. As, but... long as, as, as long as they segue it into Move Any Mountain, I'm down with it. Yeah. Now you're talking. But also, I mean, you can't make the break longer for the reasons you mentioned about the players. It'd be ridiculous mm. for them to then sit there for 25 minutes. But also, 15 minutes, like... It's it's not that long, is it? When if you if you want to get a drink or whatever, yeah. you queue in at the bar and you want to go to the toilet or whatever, mm. it's, it's it's not that long. Just like it's a little break, it's a little bit of respite yeah. for everyone. Leave it there. Just leave it. That you don't have to fill it with something. But the problem is, I think with football, actually, a lot of stuff with regards to the rules, with regards to the um, the setup and all the structures, actually w- was nailed decades ago. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And just people unimprovable. You're saying exactly. Yeah. And that's fine. Leave it. It's a beautiful listed building, okay? Yeah. Leave it. It's, now, that's, you know, that's the thing. People is... want to put their stamp on it. They want No, it, it works. I know this is unlikely to happen, but just the, the contempt to suggest it. Yeah. It's just, it's disgusting. <laughs> oh, Andy, I love it when you get animated. Uh, but yeah, load of nonsense, everybody, so don't worry. We can trust IFAB. I think, I don't know which governing body we can and can't trust. Anyway, let's move on to uh, some uh, European action tonight. Leicester against Legia, Rapid Vienna against West Ham and Moura against Spurs. West Ham will be without Mikhail Antonio for their trip 
to Austria, which is a bit of a shame. But we've enjoyed West Ham in Europe, haven't we, Jim, mm. this season? They've been putting on a bit of a show. What about Spurs travelling to Mura in the European or the, the Europa Conference League? Sorry, I've still got to get my head around that. Earlier kickoff time, Jim, will you be watching? Probably not. <laughs> All right. uh, they beat them 5-1 at the end of September when Harry Kane got a hat-trick uh, in 20 minutes you see that's when he was scoring goals for Tottenham Hotspur do you see Alessandro Del Piero was in London and visited uh, Antonio Conte at Spurs? that was extremely glamorous mm. I mean do you just, think about it's funny it's news when Del Piero is, is somewhere mm. isn't it well, yeah, that's it, a hell of a presence, that, isn't it? It is, and, and quite rightly so. But, I, I mean, if you think about this, this being the inaugural com- conference league season, I mean, they could not have planned it any better. Like, the potential for Conte versus Mourinho in a, a competition that everyone has ridiculed. Yeah. Yes. I mean, it's amazing. The uh-huh. inaugural one as well. Yes. Yeah. It's kind of important to... You know, to, to to get the better of your man there, isn't it? Very much so. I love the fact that Conte is insisting that they are taking the Europa Conference League serious. <laughs> I mean, does that if you were a tournament, if you were organising that tournament, and some of the managers have to uh, keep getting asked, "Are you mm. bothered by this?" No, we are. We really are. But people ask that about the Europa League too. They did, yeah. And also, as well, it's it's worth remembering. People are sort of laughing at the Europa Conference League every time, but it isn't necessarily about Spurs or Roma, is it? It is mm. about those teams that otherwise wouldn't have European football and now get a chance to progress and to. Be build and just just you know just grow so you know it's it definitely serves a purpose as well it's here to stay until they change it up and it's not promoting shit pizza so let's give it um, a pat on the back for that <laughs> no very true the europa conference league isn't the only football that's being played today because brazil women are playing india uh, today and this is going to be a very special game because formiga is playing her last game for brazil it'll be her 200th and 34th cap. That is astonishing, isn't it? <laughs> what an achievement that is. It's incredible. She's 43, you know. Magnificent. What a career. Last season playing for, for Paris Saint-Germain? <laughs> Bloody hellfire. Incredible. So, yeah, um, superb stuff. That's all we can really say about that. Um, so we, we wish them all the best. Of course, if you want more about European football chat, Andy Brassel and the boys are doing that on Football Ramble Presents for today's On the Continent, where him... Dotton and Miguel Delaney are going to look over this week's Champions League and what's behind the recent crowd trouble in France. We are. Get over there. Football Ramble Presents is where you can find On the Continent. On tomorrow's show, I'm back with Jim and Pete. We'll complete the trio. Get your ears around that. We look forward to welcoming you to that one. Uh, Thank you very much for listening to today's Football Ramble. Of course, it's part of the Acast Creator Network. But until tomorrow, thank you very much, Andy Brassel. Thank you very much, Jim Campbell. Yep. Uh, Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. See you tomorrow. I prefer to kill him. (laughs) Right then. The Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records.